Do you know what makes you different? Is there something you do that no other shop does? Today, fellow shop owner Matt Purcell tells us what makes his shop different and how he uses this to connect with people. It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. So I'm here today with Matt Purcell of Revolution in Decatur, Georgia. Boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, So Matt started in 1992. He went to Georgia Tech. And uh, he had a friend whose dad owned a Mercedes shop that he met while he was at Georgia Tech. And in his junior year in college, uh, he decided to go to work for this friend, his friend's dad, and uh, over the summer, and never went back to finish his senior year. He had so much fun working with Mercedes and working at the shop. And uh, after being there for three years and spending a year or two at other various shops, he had decided it was time to break down and open his own place. And in 1999, he bought a shop from a guy who was retiring and opened up Revolution. Um, he bought a small three-bay shop, and about five years later, had uh, in 2004, had moved from that location into his current location about a mile away, went from a three-bay shop to a nine-bay shop, and bought a building that he gutted from a photo processing company, um, and is now his, his new permanent home. So with no further ado, Matt, welcome to the program. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Did I'm I get all that here. right? That's uh, close enough. Close enough. Okay. It's close enough. <laughs> all right. So I'm glad to have you here. I, I know we really have just kind of met, and uh, I think we kind of hit it off right away. I was very, very happy that you were excited to do this. Thanks for coming. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, kind of stepping out of my box here. Uh, yeah. We'll see how it works. It'll be fine. I promise. So um, Matt has a great story. He He was telling me about how... He really has done a lot of things to make a connection with a customer and make things memorable, stand out a bit. And uh, so, Matt, I'm going to let you go. So without further ado, take it away. Tell us how you do that. Okay. Um, yeah, it just kind of starts with, you know, none of our customers really want to be bringing their car to the shop. Um, so we have to find a way to make them want to bring their cars to us. Because it's not a task anybody really likes. Wait, you're saying people don't want to get their car serviced? Nobody wants to pay somebody <laughs> else to put a water pump in their car. There's nothing so, sexy about a new water so pump. So putting a water pump in is kind of like a root canal. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're not quite as bad as the dentist, though, because we don't personally cause pain. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, and we all have to go to work every day, so we want our work environment to be good. Um, so we took the opportunity when I bought this building, we had this big front yard of grass out front. Um, so we had this creek in the front between us and the road and this big front yard and at the same time I was moving my house like we actually did that all in one weekend um, but I moved into the city 
I moved away from a house with an acre of land and a big garden into an eighth of an acre with no land. Um, and I wanted a garden. So we turned the... Wait, you had a garden at the other shop or a garden at the other house? At the other house. I actually did have a garden in the backyard. Got it. Okay. Um, So we turned the front yard of the shop into a flower and vegetable garden. And this is because you couldn't do that at the new house? Because I couldn't do it at home. So you wanted to be a gardener. You couldn't garden at home anymore, but you had the space at the shop to be gardener. So you decided to garden at the shop? Yes. That's cool. Okay, keep going. Um... But it's at the shop, so it can't be just an ugly little vegetable garden that you have in the backyard. So we did a lot of work um, to create a vegetable garden space that was pretty. Um, You know, we did things like, you know, we used raised beds. I use uh, break discs as labels. I weld the name of the vegetable that I'm growing onto the break disc and bury it halfway and put it in front of the row. Uh, I still get questions from customers with the disc sitting right there about what I'm actually growing. Do they Uh, ask you whether you bought those so they can buy them too? um, Nobody has asked that and I'm a little surprised nobody has actually asked me to make them some. Yeah. Because I get a lot of really good comments about those. Uh, Maybe they just go home and do it themselves. I don't know. but we use that space to grow food for myself and my family and the other people in the shop. Uh, most of the work is done by myself and my wife and my kids and my detailer. My detailer really likes to take an hour out of his day and go pull weeds for some reason. Wait, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? The guy's supposed to keep things clean, yet he's out in the garden getting dirty. You know what? I haven't had any complaints <laughs> from customers about dirt in their car yet, so he must be doing something right. <laughs> um So, you know, we have these gardens out front that are beautiful that have really become a conversation piece, a way for me to connect with my customers outside of, ma'am, you need a water pump or it's time for tires because there's that connection there, but that's why they brought their car. And we can kind of throw them for a loop and go talk about the garlic that I'm growing or show them what asparagus looks like. Right. Um, which is really kind of shocking to people, even people that eat asparagus, because it doesn't look like asparagus when it's growing and it's not been picked to, for the table. Um, so I get a lot of customers that come in uh, and want to talk about the garden. And they send their friends in. It's, hey, it's spring. Go get some college from Matt and take your car while you're there. Because um, I have had new customers come in knowing that we have this garden and knowing that I give food away. Hopefully that's not the only reason they brought their car. But. So wait, this is fascinating. So you're telling me that I, – I, let me just ask this because I don't want to speculate. You're, you planted this garden because you wanted to plant a garden. Yes. Your intention wasn't to connect with customers, was it? That was not the original con- intention, no. So how did this happen? How did this evolve? I had a lot of customers that asked. You get a lot of questions. And then they come back and they have more questions. They want to know about the garden. So they're thinking about me when they're not think when they're not thinking about getting their car fixed. Uh-huh. Um, what a great icebreaker. That's just correct. Do people refer and say, hey, go check out the garden? I mean Absolutely. You, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I get referrals. I get new customers because of the garden. Um, not as much as because of the yeah, the way we try to treat our customers. But, yeah, the, the garden, you would never think, would be something that would get customers. No, nope, you never would. a car shop. <laughs> it works. 
Um, you know, it's to, but it's something outside the box that we do to help us. I mean, we do it for lots of reasons, but one of the reasons has become we do it to make our customers happy and uh -huh. to give us a way to connect with our customers and to increase our customer base. Do you put some of these fresh vegetables in the lobby for them to chew on and eat and take home? And Absolutely, yeah. yeah. When there's when there's extra. Um, and some customers want to go pick the stuff themselves. You know, here's a bag. Go pick some Swiss chard. Go get some collards. You know, when there's collards ripe in, in Georgia, people want the collards. Right. Um, but, yeah, we grow a lot of stuff. You know, grow some things that people are disgusted by. Uh, you know, beets. Who wants beets? <laughs> I love beets. Um, well, you're growing it for you, right? Yeah, I'm growing them for me. Right. But, you know, it's weird to get, you know, you learn, you learn stuff about the customers and what their tastes are. Um, have you ever, have you started planning things that maybe are things that you know some of your customers would like? Uh, the collard greens and the Swiss chard have yeah. actually, and things like spinach, those are the things that people will take. Uh, okay. When there's extra, they will take them home. I've got a customer, couple of customers who um, are big juicers. Yeah, oh yeah. And they want to take that stuff home and yeah. juice. Um, tomatoes, with what the squirrels don't get, uh, we get a lot of tomatoes. We'll just put those on the table. We'll put them on top of their fridge out front, and um, those disappear pretty quickly. Uh-huh, I bet. Because um, there's nothing like a good homegrown tomato. So this became... And again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like this became uh, a learning experience for you, and and you started to realize that we could take something completely outside of the automotive world, like a garden, and make a connection with customers. Was there? Did this evolve in any other way? I mean, did you start using this concept of connection in some other ways, other than garden? I don't know that we have consciously done that. Um, the garden has kind of been it, you know, but we have looked for, maybe that has put us in the direction of looking for other ways to connect with the customers. Um, I wear a bow tie to work every day, uh, which is an interesting way to connect with customers. You get a lot of talk about that, a lot of comments. Um, what kind of comments? I just, you know, never seen a mechanic that right. wears a tie to work. Right. So, oh, I can't wear a long tie because <laughs> that doesn't work working on cars. We right. all know that. Right. Um, well, it's a standout thing, right? You know, yeah, it's something that you know. Take your car to the guy who wears the bow tie, uh -huh. and it works. Um, well, it's easy to say, you know, who do I see when I go over there? Well, I'll see the guy with the bow tie, right? Yeah, that's easy. There's only one of them. <laughs> so yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've gotten feedback from customers. We've gotten help. I've got had customers bring me things to put in my garden. Uh, we had one woman who brought us a cutting from her fig tree about 10 years ago that is now, um, it's kind of the anchor to the whole front front yard of the shop. That uh, yeah, It's kind of a reminder to us every day that to nurture what's given to you, I guess. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and these customers are giving us their cars, and we need to nurture that, too. Um, and, you know, this... A reminder to us that um, how do I put this? That that our relationships with our customers aren't don't have to be just about cars, and they don't have to be just about today. Um, you know, we talk about our gardens, and we talk about how our garden is done, and I like to show off my my fig tree to 
especially the customer who brought us that fig tree. Um, but other customers too will come in and see it and they watch things grow um, and watch and can see the fact that you know we're taking care of our surroundings and it maybe it helps means that we're working to take care of them and their car too. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of goes all the way through. I don't know that that's something that's really spoken between us and the customer, but you kind of get the feeling. You get that. You know, Matt, I, when I teach the marketing class here, one of the things that I really push on is that, and it's mostly because most shop owners were mechanics first, not always the case, but for the most part, if you're an automotive shop owner, you started fixing cars. Um, and because of that, their brain is so about car that when it comes to the customer side of things, they're still focused on car. It's so car related. You know, even, you know, from the courtesy check to the to the the, the things that get approved or denied and the notes that are put in and future reference, it's all this is dirty, that needs to be changed. It's all car, 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 car. And one of the things I push on in that class is that the car doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's the conduit that gets the customer to the door. But what matters is the connection, the relationship, how I feel, how the service was provided, you know, the value I got or didn't get, the, the convenience that was or wasn't there. The car is irrelevant. And it sounds from listening to what you've shared with me that you really understand that at a level that most don't. Yeah, well, you know, I like to talk about cars, and I could do that ad nauseum. And I could go into crazy depth about what's wrong with the customer's cars, and and I can watch their eyes glaze over in 30 seconds. Nobody's eyes ever glaze over when I'm standing out in the garden talking to them about, Mm -hmm. this is garlic. It takes eight months to go on the ground. Everybody is, that's a conversation that nobody wants to get out of. They want to continue to have that conversation. And I bet it's fascinating for them. They, they have to leave sometimes and think to themselves, I just had a 10-minute conversation about garlic with my auto mechanic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? That's got to be cool. Yeah, Too bad you're so far away. I want to come see it. By the way, can we see it? Is there a way to see it? Like if I went to your website, could I see it? Uh, there's there's a couple of pictures of the garden on the website. Not much close up. Um, yeah. So, so it's plug there. it. Uh, revolutionbenz.com. Uh, it's a pretty simple website. Uh, you can go and you can see the shop and see the grounds. Um, I, uh, if you're in Decatur, stop by. I would Take encourage. A tour, go home with some food. I've been on your website. I would definitely encourage people to go in there and look at it because it's really a beautiful facility. You've done a great job. You should be proud of it. It looks awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And I understand the pictures on that site were pictures that were taken by one of your customers. Is that right? Yeah, that was actually done uh, as a barter <laughs> with a customer. Did you give them vegetables? <laughs> she drives an old Mercedes diesel. <laughs> she needed you. <laughs> yes. I got it. So let me ask you this. I mean, you know, this is great. And obviously not everyone's going to be able to plant a garden. Although some people listening might say, hey, I got the space for that. And we could do that. And that'd be great. But, and this might be a hard question to answer if you can't tell me. But if you were to give some advice, let's say, on... You know, if you can't plant a garden, what should you be thinking? 
how would it what would I you know not to say that you should do this or this or this though they can figure that out on their own but what what advice would you give them to to get their thought process in the right place to be able to figure out what their garden might be if it's not a garden I think put some personal things in the shop bring things to the shop that means something to you that the customer can see say you're a you know you're a big tennis player and you've won the city finals with your team put the plaque up at the shop mm-hmm. anybody who plays tennis there's your opening to speak mm-hmm. something other than cars with the customer hey, maybe they could build a tennis court I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> or you know there's a local dealership that has um, I don't think it's really worked because but they have a, a driving range uh-huh. so a local Mercedes dealership has a driving range out back I'm just and thinking I've that. That's talked funny. to customers and there's a driving range, and you go and you play golf. You hit the golf ball while you're getting your car fixed, but it doesn't create. A, there's no connection built with the customer on that. It's mm-hmm. it's a drive, something to bring you back, but there's no connection between the people who work there and the person who's just out hitting the golf ball in the back. Um, so while it creates, it's kind of a circus sideshow. Is all that is. So mm-hmm. you got to be careful on that. You want to. Find a way to create a connection with the customer. It's not about a gimmick. It's yeah. about a connection. Yeah, yeah an honest connection. Um, you know, what's wrong with having pictures? Your, you know, the crazy cat lady works in the front office. Yeah. Let her put her cat pictures up there mm-hmm. as much as you don't want to see it. Because mm-hmm. then she can create a connection with the customers. Animals are connectors, no question about it. Yeah. Most you know, of don't us bring are the cat ours. to the office. Well, or the dog, really. <laughs> but... There's a new client in my 20 group that uh, does something very similar, and his garden is a farm. He has chickens, and he has some other assorted animals. I think they have a goat or two and some other things. And, you know, it's right there at the shop. It's in the back, but it's right there at the shop. And every day they've got several dozen eggs that they bring up to the counter and you know, some of the chickens are pets now, and the customers love them and talk to them, and they, they, they buy eggs. They sell them, actually. I told them they should give them away, but they sell them, and people actually come just to get the eggs. And when they come to get the eggs, they see it's a shop, they turn into business, it creates connection, the whole thing that you're talking about. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And again, I'm not telling everybody to go make a farm, but there's everyone has something like this. Everyone. It's just a matter of finding what it is and thinking about it. Yeah. We all have hobbies, we all have interests, and you, by accident, something you loved turned into something that helped make a connection with your customers and grow your business. I yeah. assume you can make connections to how it's grown the business, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we get new customers that come in, know about the garden before they show up, um, and, you know, existing customers just talk, tell us how much they're always talking about our garden. And, mm-hmm. and and I get lots of good food out of it. So it's a win-win for me. Well, you were doing that anyway. That was the whole reason you did it, right? Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go away. It just I knew I was going to win. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. expect the second one. The second one was really unexpected. What an incredible story. And, you know, this is really a story of a happy accident, probably more than anything. But paying attention to what that happy accident was creating and then taking it as far as you possibly could. And I I think a lot of times we have these happy accidents and miss the message. 
and you didn't. This is a good one. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about that today. And who knows, we'll probably get some uh, responses in our podcast here about people saying, yeah, I started a garden and I started a farm and whatever else. So can't wait to hear those comments. So Matt, anything you want to add? No, that's enough talking for me for the day. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate you being on the program. All right. Thanks for having me here, Jeff. Okay, everyone. Sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. It may have been a happy accident, but Matt figured out how to stand out. He did this by planting a garden, of all things. What started as a simple desire to have fresh vegetables turned into a change in culture for his business and a way to connect with people. Once he realized the impact this was having, he continued down this path. Something as simple as wearing a bow tie to work every day. Think what you want, but I know I would remember that. Matt said, and I quote, relationships with our customers don't have to be just about cars and don't have to be just about today. Isn't that true of all the people you've most enjoyed doing business with? This is what makes Matt's garden so powerful. It's also why a woman was so compelled to share a cutting from her fig tree so many years ago. So what makes you different? How do you stand out? What connects you to the outside world? It may have been good enough to be a great mechanic 20 years ago. Not anymore. Matt gave us some very simple but sound advice when he said, bring something personal into the business and share it with the world around you. Can it really be that simple? What have you planted? Is it growing? You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.